We're live. How's everybody doing today? This is my lovely wife, Crystal. My, definitely my better half. In case yeah. this is your first time being here, one of the things we were doing before the new before the new year was we were taking some documentaries about health or just other even topics because we definitely like to expand our horizons mentally uh, about different topics. This one is, however, about health, and it's kind of eye opening. This is about fat. I believe we'll probably just get through fat one. There's two documentaries. You can find them on YouTube and on Tubi. We're going to be going over the YouTube version, and it's Fat by Vinny Tortorici. Tortorich? Tortorich. Tortorici. <laughs> I should get his name right because he's about to appear on the channel later on today. Um, and he is actually somebody that uh, I found it kind of interesting as we were watching this, how independently Crystal and I and other people have all come to the, kind of the same conclusions about mm -hmm. certain things. Um that uh, that are affecting our world today based off of the data available and even through all of what we would consider the propaganda uh, around health uh, that we've all come to kind of the very similar conclusions. So uh, we're going to watch this. I'm going to say hi to everybody. If anybody has any questions quickly about this, well, let's get these in first. Uh, I would like to say that you can get our coaching right here. Uh, this is our uh, 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 the coaching link for month to month. There's a three months co-thing link, co-thing link, coaching link. Oh, it doesn't look like the no morbidity one took hold. Give me one second. Oh, so you got to put a space in between. Okay. Hang on a second. I got to put those new links in. This way you get no morbidity, but we have our regular coaching, our three month coaching, uh, and then you can get no morbidity. It's sold at vitamin shop. It's sold at uh, AmbrosiaCollective.com. Tiger Fitnesses is arriving. If you're from Europe or South America or something like that, you'll be able to order yours from Tiger Fitness here later on this week, if not the first of next week. Um, and you could also just get uh, join the app, which Crystal already taught a Pilates class today. She's teaching a yoga class later that I'm not going to be able to be at uh, because mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking to Vinny, uh, Vinny Torch. Got it right. <laughs> um, and last night she did a great Tabata strength class that fucking whooped my ass. Uh, and the night before it was Strength Fusion. I'm going to try to join as many of these classes as possible. But joining the app gives you access to those. It also gives you access to the Hunger Management Support Group, which is where I keep track of all my food nutrition um, and what Crystal puts me through. Because just for those of you that are wondering, Crystal is actually my coach. I joke. Like, people, somebody said I joke about it. No, I don't joke about it. She is actually my coach. It's insulting to her <laughs> to say it's a joke because I, you, I, I, I add the swear words and I read the studies. Like, cause I like reading the studies, but, um, you know, we talk about everything. She figures all this shit out. Like she, she absolutely, she's the driving force behind all this shit. I literally just add the insanity in the swear words and I read the studies. That's it. Not that she can't read the studies cause we then talk about it. She totally gets it. ADHD is <laughs> taking over. However, if you don't want to join, if you also just want to get a consultation, like you don't want coaching, but you want a little bit more than just the app, you can get a consultation from either of us. Just let us know when you get it. Like, we'll send you a message and you can uh, get one with either of us. Crystal does do consultations too. Uh, so please do check all that shit out. Uh, and now I'm going to get to a few other things. When do you think Tess will get diabetes? I don't know. I mean, uh, I kind of wish ill on anybody, but it, it, Tess probably already has diabetes or at least pre. I would have a hard time believing she's not pre-diabetic. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to be honest. Marta, uh, Martina, how are you? Erica, what's going on? Mr. Clean, what's up? Uh, Christian, how are you doing? Brian, I, I hope you've been good, Brian. 
Handsome B Wonder Boy, the person that has no problem with their uh, their ego. Uh, everybody that's not uh, that's not a diabetic is pre diabetic. Stay focused and stay strong and keep at your best. Everybody that's oh, that's good of you. Very very nice of you. Cookies, Amelia, Suvi Simola. What's going on, Mel? Uh, so excited to catch today's live. We're happy that you're here. Thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate your ass. Uh, Angel, Ashley, did you say that? Uh, awesome sauce was distracting me. She threw her brush on the floor. I think she's trying to tell me something. <laughs> Austin's been <laughs> fucking off, off the chain lately. Uh, Shy Franklinstein. Hello. Uh, no, saying hi to you yeah. specifically. <laughs> what, so the what the fuck? What the fuck? The fuck? Like you could say hi, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Sabrina, how are you? And then we have Jessica. Hi, Alan and Crystal and everybody. C, Hello. hi, Alan and Crystal and everybody. <laughs> okay. and I'm just joking. I'm really playing with you. What the fuck was that? Uh, I think that was Mr. Kitty. Oh, one of the cats just slammed the door. Um, hey, guys, I'm driving to Louisiana, so just going to listen. Yes, please do not look at the camera uh, or the phone. You wouldn't look at the camera because you're driving. Anyway. I have a question. What exactly is Nectar for? It is a like vitamin organ support uh, supplement. I found it like it to me, especially if I've had like very, very hard workouts, I seem to feel better because I think it helps uh, with organ function, organ recovery, stuff like that too. Like, especially like when it's really, really hot here, especially I tend to uh, like, I tend to use more of it, but the honey lemon, especially with a little bit of cinnamon and clove in it, I think is what you do. Just cinnamon. Just cinnamon. Mm -hmm. The honey lemon with a little bit of cinnamon in it is just out fucking standing. And you can drink it hot, like a hot tea, which is, mm -hmm. I fucking absolutely love it. You can get that at Ambrosia Collective and at Vitamin Shop. But it is, it's an it's an organ support supplement. It does have a lot of good uh, uh, micronutrients, vitamin A, D, stuff like that. But and I add cinnamon to it just because I love cinnamon. Yeah. And cinnamon <laughs> is also a very. And it's good for you. Yeah. It's very I good like adding cinnamon to things. So. Yeah. Me too. Uh, talk to squirrels. Uh, that Lindsay with an A. Sabrina, what the fuck's going on, Sabrina? Uh, listen while driving also. I, uh, in love with the Paladin. Okay. Uh, hi, how are you? And Saul Goodman. Uh, Alan is uh, in his better half. Sorry, Alan, the camera likes Crystal much better. Than Fuck yeah, it does. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm very well aware. Uh, you don't need to be sorry. It's all true. Uh, what's going on, uh, Donoff? I can't pronounce the name. Charles, what's going on? I think that was a rhetorical question. Possibly. Uh, Joanne Ray, Lady T, Heather McSwade. Uh, must be in the water. My cats have been nuts. Our cats have been off the fucking chain lately. <laughs> uh, hi, dude. Hi, girl. Hi, dog. Is there a dog in the background? Awesome toss. It's a cat, bro. Just a fat cat. <laughs> uh, Chris Beller. Oh, hi, doggy. There's no dog. There's no dog. That's a cat. There's no dog. Just a fat cat. Just a fat cat. <laughs> All animals have been going crazy for the last 48 hours because of the full moons. Possibly. Right? Possibly. Uh, I was interested in it because it was uh, root beer flavored. Root, root beer, the root beer one is good. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself... Uh, non-flavored seltzer water, right? Pour a little bit into a cup, then put your scoop of uh, of nectar in it, swirl it up, right? And then pour the rest of it in. It's fucking root beer. It's healthy root beer. It's so delicious. Mm -hmm. Like fucking really good. ridiculously good. 
Uh, let's see. Angel, I, I think we said hi to everybody. Nefertiti, what's going on? Yoked Nick. Uh, Lily Hennessy. Uh, you can read it as Dan. Dano. Nice. Dano. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate you. Uh, I'm going to get some of that honey lemon nectar at Vitamin Shop this weekend. It's out of stock in Ambrosia when I ordered it. Or, or the, uh, okay. That's a good place to get it. I'm listening yep. from I'm listening while doing my boring office work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so um, this is a very good documentary. It is very like for those of you that are completely uh, next up, no morbidity for cats. We're working on it, man. <laughs> like uh, she's uh, she's got food addiction. And it when we like when you have other animals, it's very, very, very hard. We are really, really trying hard. We're feeding them separately. We're, yeah. But she if she has the opportunity to steal food, she will. Yeah, 100% of the time. <laughs> and she's crazy. sneaky about it, too. Yep. <laughs> fucking crazy. Uh, any chance no one will be available in the European Union? And international shipping is a killer for the wallet. We are working on vendors all over the place right now. Mark has a couple meetings uh, towards the end of this month about some other stuff, too. So very fucking cool. Um, but we're working on it. Anyway. Back to the documentary because we got uh, we, it's we got a lot of ground to cover. I'm going to play it at 1.25 speed. I'm going to play it at 1.25 speed, and this is big on the ketogenic diet. Okay, I'm just going to put it out there ahead of time. I will say that I eat pretty ketogenically already. Like the only thing I don't do is I occasionally have potatoes, uh, and very very rarely I have rice. <laughs> Um, and stuff like that. But I do feel much better when I keep my carbohydrates low um, for lots of reasons. The biggest reason for me is it keeps my hunger low. And even though I'm on our supplement, I'm actually, this is my stack for the day, actually. I'm on, oh no, that's not my stack for the day. Although I did take golden today. Which by the way, it's golden. Uh, but I'm on no morbidity right here. And I'm on ember this morning. So if I seem a little fucking crazy, that's why. Um, but, uh, so I'd really have no hunger, like at all, right? Uh, but what I do think that people should be using our, our supplement no morbidity for and other ones like it is that we should absolutely be making sure that we build healthy habits that when we don't, aren't on it, you can still eat in a way that, that maintains your hunger. I like using it as a way, as like a backstop because I'm a binge eater and I haven't binged in, uh, it'll be two years and five days. Um, and... I also like it because like the things you can accomplish in the absence of hunger are pretty amazing, but people should be eating in a way that keeps them, uh, that keeps them satiated, satisfied. And the, for the most part, that is the minimization of carbohydrates. It just absolutely is. So I do agree with him there. I'm interested to have a conversation with him later on tonight. Uh, awesome. going to pick up a, a few. Uh, awesome. If available, pick up a few. Oh, good, 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 good. Awesome sauce isn't fat. The veteran term is overconditioned. No, she's fat. She she look our vet told us she's fat. Yeah, our vet said she's fat. <laughs> um anyway. Uh we're gonna start on this. And it, this is fat, the documentary. Give me a sec. Boom. And we're gonna put ourselves right up there. That's good. And this is by Gravitas Films, Red Arrow. We're gonna go like this. Bam. And then I'm going to raise the volume up. And this is being played at 1.25 speed. So these people don't sound like this all the time. We might even speed it up a little bit more to 1.5. Oh, we do need to use headphones like last time. Otherwise, it's going to get fucking cray cray. All right. Thank you. She like, she's the fucking boss. She, <laughs> that's the right one. 
Whoopsie, we still had the yoga music playing and that's why I started dancing. Um, so this is uh, by Gravitas Films. This is Fat the Documentary. Here we go. Fat Squirrel Films. That's not even that fat of a squirrel. It's fat shaming. <laughs> they were all in agreement about what you could do, what we could do for Charlie, what the tra treatment options were. There was drugs, and there was brain surgery, and you're out of luck. And so it was a while ago, but <clears throat> so Charlie was born March 11th, 1992, and he had a pretty normal first year. And then right around his first birthday, a little before his first birthday, I was actually pushing him in a swing one day, and he kind of threw his arm up in the air and twitched his head a little bit. And I didn't even think much of it. And I asked my wife, Nancy, I said, have you seen anything like that? And she said, yeah, I've seen a bunch of it. So um, that was the beginning. We started seeing neurologists. Recordings just got better. So give me one second. We'll be able to skip this in a second. There's increased in intensity and in duration. He wound up having seizures in the arms of the chief of pediatric neurology, Boston Children's Hospital, Seattle Children's Hospital, UCLA, LA Children's Hospital. So we tried all the drugs were available at the time. Uh, Charlie had a brain surgery, a horrendous brain surgery, and nothing really stopped his seizures. And we lost hope. We were basically told there was no hope. And one day after the visit, I stopped at the medical library as soon as I started researching pediatric epilepsy, one of the first things that came up was a ketogenic diet. So I just wanted to stop real quick here and, and tell everybody, like, one of the things this person did by trying to educate themselves on the health ramifications of what they got going on with one of their family members, this very much reminds me of, like, how Crystal helped uh, nurse me back to health many, many, many years ago for the first time, right when I, right when I got into the healthcare industry, or when I got promoted into a very serious, uh, like my job was a lot of travel and I got very unhealthy from eating a lot of fast food and stuff like that. Before I got into back into lifting and stuff like that, uh, I was very, 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 very unhealthy. And, uh, it was just a lot of fast food, everything like that. And she just had me start moving a little bit. And we lived out in the country at the time, like out in the country country. And she just started producing all of our food. Like if we ate bread, I baked it. If we had yogurt, she made it. Um, all of our meats were smoked on our grill. We did like even for deli meat, even for lunch meat. Right. And then she just had me do a little bit of movement every single day. And this is a long time ago. This is like 14 years ago. Um, and it's because she just did a bunch of research. And my biggest piece of advice to everybody, even if it's about something that Crystal or I say, research it. Like, don't like, don't just trust anything that you hear or see from your doctor, from the internet, from anything like that. Your doctor should be able to explain things to you down to the data, right? I should be able to explain things to you down to the data, right? And I do, I try very hard to do that. And I, I challenge all of you to make sure that you are educating yourself, um, to a, to a degree where you are un, in understanding of yourself. I think it's kind of this weird thing where we're just supposed to trust your doctor or trust the science or trust the this or trust the that. I don't trust shit. 
Okay. And I'm telling, I'm speaking as a former healthcare executive. I do not, will not, and have not for many years trust the healthcare industry. Do I trust the science behind it? Yes, I do to a certain degree when it comes to certain things. Do I trust the industry? Absolutely not, because the industry is based around how much money they can get for you from you for how long they can get it from you. There is no vested interest in curing anybody. Like they like if there is no vested interest in curing anybody. And this whole documentary uh, like has an amazing, amazing aspect of what can be done to prevent disease. So we're going to keep going, but I just did want to point that out. And Crystal had done that for me uh, before. Whenever it does that, like our screen sometimes just goes black because it's switching over to a different mode. So whenever it does that, it freaks me out. But here we go. And it was kind of shocking to me because what it said was um, that about a third of the kids with epilepsy as bad as Charlie um, who go on a ketogenic diet have their seizures go away. And another third are significantly improved. And for a third, it doesn't work. And yet, all of these folks we had taken Charlie to see never mentioned a word about diet. I will say this. If you're a doctor or healthcare professional is not talking to you about, you about prevention, even if you're like, say, like, you're, you're us. Like, you are healthy. You eat healthy. You try your very best to uh, get good sleep, proper hydration. Like, and... Uh, I, if I go to the doctor, my doctors be like, Hey, we want to do this, 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 because we want to avoid this in the future. Like even to me, like, Hey, like what's your plan to stay healthy? Like these are your health. If they're a healthcare professional, they should be looking out for your health in, in the long term. Mm -hmm. The problem is, and a lot of people didn't realize that many years ago, it switched from a healthcare professional to medical professional. Cause there's a big difference between health and medicine. Huge, huge, huge difference. Nutrition information can be so confusing, and as advanced as we are medically and scientifically, the question remains, what food should we eat to achieve good health? We're in a war for information, and the fallout affects all of us. The media is just going to sell what people are going to buy, and if people knew the truth, they would know what to ask for. My name is Vinny Tortorich, and I've been in the health and fitness game for the better part of 40 years, specializing in weight loss. Over the years, I've seen everything come and go at least 100 times. But as a country, we've only gotten fatter. What should I eat? What pill should I take? Should I take a pill? What about the protein shake? We all know someone who's trying to lose weight, and most mm -hmm. of those people don't realize simply losing weight doesn't mean good health. That's mother, right. For instance, she was always on some diet. One week it was the Cambridge diet, the next week it was the Scarsdale diet, the next week it was the cabbage soup diet. Oh, the cabbage soup diet. Oh my God, we knew somebody that did that. They fucking reeked. <laughs> like it like permeated their fucking skin. They smelled like rotten cabbage. <laughs> oh, it was fucking horrible. So fucking bad. She ate nothing but bananas. Where did that come from? I always wonder about things like eight eight-ounce glasses of water per day. Really? Where did that come from? High blood pressure. You know, a doctor will say, oh, you have high blood pressure. Stop drinking coffee. Really? These are all just myths. The myths have become ingrained in our society far too strongly for people to realize they're myths. What are some of the health myths we hear every day? Grains are good for you and that is bad for you. Obesity is an energy balance disorder. Calorie in, calorie out. Calories in, calories out. As long as you're burning enough calories, you can ingest whatever you want. That you have to exercise. Which is not true, but it is true. Okay. You can eat whole foods and you will, like, if you 
burn more calories than you ingest, you will lose weight. It does not mean you're healthy. Not all weight loss is healthy. Like, and that's why we vote. We also focus very much on trying to eat as much whole foods as possible, viewing sugar as it was, if it was alcohol Processed processed food is not really a thing for us. Like it, it's just not. Only if food matters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Let me move this over just and to make sure they can see it. If you're not eating food that's of good quality, you're not going to feel great. Even if you are losing weight, it doesn't mean that you're going to feel good if you're eating garbage food. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Size to have better health. Saturated fat is the cause of heart disease. The low fat diet is a healthy diet. We saw fat in the coronary arteries, and that must come from ingested fat. I'm just going to say how ridiculous it sounds that you think that, it, not you, not you motherfuckers, but <laughs> how people think that ingesting fat goes straight into your fucking, like goes straight into your veins. It's, it's like it shows such a lack of understanding of digestion, how the body works, everything like that. It, like everything gets broken down, <laughs> like everything is broken down and then spread out throughout your body. And if you have more energy than needed, then your actual liver makes the fat. Like, I mean, like, like you make fat out of building blocks that are broken down in from mastication and then uh, digestion and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, and some of these things are taken into extremes too that, to make these diets. Like they take something healthy like the cabbage soup that, you know, you may enjoy eating and it's good for you. But then if that's all you eat, it's not going to be so good for you anymore. And you're going to smell like shit. <laughs> but having it on occasion because you enjoy it and because it's a healthy dish, that's great. Right. You know, but you wouldn't want that to be your full, you know, only source of food. <laughs> right. <laughs> are learning that almost everything we're taught about nutrition is wrong and i realized there was this incredible story that we had gotten it pretty much completely upside down and backward on fat yep believe it or not the story of how we got to where we are today started in the 1860s with the seventh day adventist church and a woman named ellen white i found all this very ellen interesting was a higher up in the, the church and she would have these premonitions and one night she had a dream that god came to her and said that we shouldn't eat anything with a face i was taking to another place high above this world and I, I, I heard voices. There started modern day veganism. It just, it really didn't exist before then. There were other religious groups who were more vegetarian. They would eat eggs and dairy and so on and so forth. And as a matter of fact, uh, God also told her that coffee and tea were bad, which made no sense because both of those are vegetation. Not long after in our history, there was a man named Wilhelmer Stephenson. He also believed to a certain extent that a vegetable-heavy diet was mandatory for good health. He was an explorer who ended up living with Inuits in Canada in 1906. And in that time and place, he was forced to adopt a new diet due to the lack of options. He made this is so interesting right here. In a discovery that will change the way you look at food. Well, it raises the whole question of uh, food, and you yourself must have longed for a green vegetable once in a while. I did it first. At first, this preconceived notion is, I'm going to die. There is nothing green here. There, there is no vegetation. They simply eat fish and drink water. It was unlike anything that he'd experienced, right? Completely unlike the Western diet. It was probably 70 to 80 percent fat. The Inuit lived half the year on caribou. Make room for happiness and. One of the things I, I, you know, I'm going to stop real quick, and we're probably not, just to be real, we're probably not going to get through this whole thing because we're going to stop and add, add stuff. And I want you to encourage you all 
to actually go watch his video yes. and give it the views that it definitely deserves, you know? It's very good. Because it's very good. The second one, we watched both of them back to back this morning. They're they were both. amazing. Very, very good videos. Yeah. But how we've convinced ourselves that eating food like products instead of food has been the greatest travesty. Mm -hmm. I posted this morning on my TikTok, which by the way, uh, it's actually named Alan Roberts. It has my, uh, it has my, my uh, actual... Uh, picture back on it. Um, <laughs> I know. So cool. Um, but the, I posted this morning that the, the greatest eating disorder in America right now is based around the fact that people eat 50% of their total daily calories on the average in ultra processed food. Like that in of itself is unhealthy. These things are not food. They are food like products that we are ingesting that are having very serious deleterious effects on upon our health. And I just don't think people realize like the demonization of, Oh my God, you eat meat and you don't eat processed food. Like some, like I personally can tell you that it like people have, <laughs> do you see the ghost do that? <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, oh my God. That was crazy. That was insane. <laughs> I don't even know what happened there. I hope it doesn't fry the computer. Oh my gosh. Do you tell? Yeah, I do. I just, my water just fell. I don't even know how. Crazy. It's like the ghosts were listening to me. Thank you, sweet thing. Thank you very much. That was crazy. We're fine. We're good. We're good. We're all good. Um, I'm just going to be dehydrated now because I lost water. So. Uh... <laughs> Same. You're gonna be dehydrated. Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Uh, poltergeist. Very good. Very much. Well, Crystal and I might share a story from my parents' place at some point in time. But um, I almost pushed you on frame too. Oh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but the the concept that eating whole foods is somehow a problem, like that, like that makes that makes you weird. People don't realize, like, you've been conditioned to think this. Like, I remember when our son was younger and people were like, oh, if you don't let him take candy to school or something like that, you're a bad parent. I'm like, we're going to be bad parents. She's like, fuck it. I don't care. I'm a bad parent then. Call me a bad parent. <laughs> like, the sending of carrots, sticks, and fucking deli and, and meats and stuff like that with our child to school was somehow wrong, but mm -hmm. sending Cheez-Its and donuts was good. Mm -hmm. Like, and I just think that society over the last, especially, would you say 20 years? has gotten really to the point where it's like it's you're seen as crazy for wanting to be healthy and not mm -hmm. eat not not actually feed the consumer engine you know absolutely yeah. for four and a half months i lived on literally nothing but fish and water and at the end of four and a half months i was healthier than i'd never been before and this is on an exclusive meat diet that was exclusive fish in this case on this diet they were perfectly healthy i mean stephenson was somebody from the medical world and he knew what cancer was looked like he knew what heart disease looked like and he did not see anyone suffering from ill health in that community when he came back to the united states no one believed him of course what i would also like to point out that these people hunted and gathered for their own food they were physically active on a daily basis mm -hmm. they moved their bodies um, and, uh, they obviously uh, just to, I mean, as a factual thing, one of my guesses would be is because their diet is very, would be a very low inflammation diet, you know, like, uh, they would, you know, not eat the very processed carbohydrates and even carbohydrates that are highly inflammatory that would cause things like type two diabetes, heart disease, and any type of joint issues and the joint issues, people, people miss it. Like 
joint issues are the biggest thing. It's why one of the things when, when I say you're not healthy and you're not going to be healthy if for no other reason than gravity exists, if you're putting the, like the faster you wear out your joints, the faster you're going to be less mobile, the less mobile you are, the less healthy you are, because it's just going to build up, build up, build up. People eating nothing but meat and fat. How could that be? They certainly would die. Dr. Charles Norris, chief medical examiner, does not approve of an all-meat diet. I fail to see why the case of the Eskimo with his strict carnivorous diet should be cited as an example to the white American. The Eskimo has Ooh. never... <laughs> Racist! <laughs> so awful. ...accomplished anything, and the white man has. We have a weakness of not learning. So, by woke logic... If you don't like ketogenic diets, you're racist. From the natives, but rather teaching them. You see everything through the colored spectacles of your education you're bringing up. You know, we go through this whole idea of green good, red bad, green peace. A, a light turns green, it means go. Eat your greens. Yet when you look at red, well, red means stop. Blood is red. It doesn't take long for media to pick up on these things, and we don't realize it's happening, but it's happening right in front of us. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Back to Ellen White and her visions. Ellen was having these premonitions and all of this was happening. The writings were happening in the mid-1860s. But 10 years earlier, in 1856, a 12-year-old boy came to work with the church. His family was in a church, and that was John Kellogg. John, by the time he was 16, was writing and putting out literature for the church. He would go on to share some of the most bizarre beliefs that Ellen White and the church had, including the idea that masturbation and sex were off-limits. Excuse me, Ricky. What? To save off these sins of the flesh, <laughs> you should never eat meat because meat increases sexual desire. Well, this is what eventually led to cornflakes. That's right, cornflakes were created by Seventh-day Adventists to curb sexual desire. He was the guy who figured out... Cornflakes will cure your sexual desires. I mean... Out ...something that he termed dextrinization. It's when you cook down grain so much, it turns into dextrose. It turns into a sugar. You know, today when you see dextrose in a product, you should, you should run in the opposite direction. It's as bad as seeing high fructose corn syrup. It's used for bacon. It's used in, in salami. All the, the, the luncheon meats that you get includes dextrose nowadays because it gives it a shelf life. It's a way to cure it fast. It's cheap. It's easy to do. So something that John Kellogg started way back in the day, has also seeped across to the other side into the meat industry. There are two. Check this out. Hi, Alan and Crystal. I'm an RN. In 2010, I worked for a cardiothoracic surgeon, and he was once and he once wrote me up for giving education to a post-triple bypass patient on preventing on preventive health. That's fucking crazy. Crazy, crazy. Anyway. issues. There's always multiple questions. One is if you switch from a, a standard American diet of processed foods and sugary beverages and, you know, for lack of a better word, we'll call it junk and switch to it. It's so weird. Do you remember those commercials? Like like the Pepsi commercials, like a, all aimed at kids and like the, the, do you remember the Franco Harris commercial or the Mean Joe Green commercial where he drinks the Pepsi, the Coca-Cola down because the kid bought it for him? Do you remember that? Or is that the, was that the other dimension? <laughs> like uh, they're showing all these commercials about marketing sugar and ultra processed carbohydrates to children. And I was just like in the candy bars and everything like that, like the gorgeous model drinking the Coca-Cola or the Pepsi. And then they had like the pro athlete, like mean Joe green. And like, and you guys probably don't even know who the fuck that is. I'm aging my, I'm showing my age, but like, it's like this crazy thing uh, where like, 
they they've openly marketed this stuff towards children for decades. So now it becomes normalized. And the way they've done this is literally like kind of just insidious. We'll get to, they get to that in a minute. A vegan diet with healthy vegetables and beans and legumes and fruits, you're getting rid of a lot of crap that's probably bad for you, which is the sugar and the highly refined processed foods. You would expect somebody to feel better if they did that. The second question is, if you did that and switched to a whole food diet that was animal food based rather than plant based, would you be, would they be healthier? I have spent aggregated more than six years on red meat. That is uh, seal meat, caribou meat, muskox meat, polar bear, grizzly bear, and so on. The Stephenson diet was considered an all-meat diet. So what he did in 1928 was subject himself and a friend of his to living in a hospital, being monitored for an entire year, eating nothing but meat, fish, and water. And that became the famous Bellevue study. The studies on Stephenson, which were intensively made from every clinical angle, started on February the 13th, 1928. Stephenson was tested during the experiment with an excessively high-protein, minimal-fat diet, and as a result became ill. Stephenson said the only time that he felt ill was when he ate too much lean meat, not accompanied by the fat, but that some thick steaks made him feel better again. <laughs> you have to have fat with a lean. Uh, lean and fat together uh, make a perfect diet. It's one of the things that Chris and I like to point out. Do you see how this slant... That, they, that, that, that like, it is the, on the side of money, it's always the things that tend to lead to better health without mitigation by the healthcare industry are always seen in the worst light possible. Like they try to find the angle. Like this guy said, like the, the, you know, the only time he didn't feel healthy is when he ate just lean, too lean of proteins. There's literally a thing called protein poisoning that, and they call it rabbit poisoning where if you are out in the woods and the only thing you can get is just rabbits, that you will get very sick because the meat is so lean, you know? At the end, there were six publications that came out of that experiment by different doctors looking at their, whether or not they got enough vitamins and minerals and everything they could possibly measure, and they were found to be in perfect health. Excessive meat eating is not only not injurious, Dr. Lieb says, but the experiments tended to show that health was improved, resistance to disease strengthened, and the subjects underwent no variation from normal health. I wanted to try to dispel from the world the same misconceptions which I had of the Arctic when I went north. Yeah. Uh, I used to think that I was well informed on the Arctic before I went north, uh, and, uh, but I concluded eventually that out of uh, 10 things that I believed about the Arctic, before I went north, about six were wrong. The medical community has been promoting saturated fat as being the bad actor for um, heart disease, mainly. And that really came from weak science called epidemiology. The experimental evidence that shows that that's actually true has never been done. I mean, for example, you could radio label saturated fat in the food and see if it shows up on the arteries. That's never been done. The entire teaching about saturated fat being yeah. bad for the heart is not really founded in there it is. science. Okay, so guys, what we're gonna do, and this is one of the, th like, again, watch all of this, but we did want to skip up to this area right here. And this is where we talk about one of the things that I found- What do you want? What? We found quite interesting. What do you know? I don't know. <laughs> Dr. Key's singling out of excessive consumption of fats as a major factor in coronary disease is by no means accepted by all investigators. In front of us, day by day, are in uh, increasingly more and more very tempting foods. Mm -hmm. In the mid-1960s, John Yuckin comes on the scene. He's a British scientist. He thinks sugar's the problem. 
Uh, I wonder how long it would be before the lack of antioxidants would show up from an all meat diet. Probably the same amount of time it would show up from not eating, like like that other deleterious effects would show up from not eating meat. Like, I'm not a huge fan of just the carnivore diet, that's for sure. But not eating meat is not healthy. I mean, it needs supplementation. And I, I'm I, I'm not trying to shit on the vegan population at all, but to avoid like Crystal pointed out something really interesting this morning. What did you say? The, the eggs, the fake eggs. Oh, <laughs> um, what I was saying was that if we biologically obviously gravitate towards eating meat and eggs. And if these things were inherently bad for us, wouldn't we instinctually shy away from them? Mm -hmm. But instead we gravitate towards them. And the proof that in my mind that I have that supports that is take a look at vegan food. What does most of it look like? Meat, yeah. <laughs> eggs, yeah. you know, like there's a, in my mind, there's a reason why it's because people buy it because people gravitate towards meat and eggs. Yeah, like, I mean, to a great degree, like especially in the last 15 years, there's been a massive push for the vegan population to simulate meat products, egg products, like non-vegan foods. Like the simulation needs to be there because we inherently grav gravitate towards this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm not saying, you know what? Save the exclamation points, all right? Because uh, none of my vegan food looks like meat. That's you, but... There is a reason why it's a bill, couple billion dollar industry. And the popularity, the popularity of veganism has skyrocketed since they started making impossible meat, vegan this, vegan not that. All, so, obviously not all vegan food because vegetables are vegan. Exactly. But I'm talking about the processed stuff. A good portion of it is made to look like meat, right. is made to taste like meat, have the texture of meat. You and know? That, and that is not how, all of it, but a good portion of it. Right. And to the point where the reason why they're making it is because they know it's a biological imperative uh, to uh, to try to simulate what we naturally go towards, mm -hmm. you know. So, and again, this is not an insult to try to to try to insult vegans. And this is just my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> but this is this is a statement of, in reality, if 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 this wasn't the case, why is there beyond me? Why 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 would there be the Impossible Burger? Why would there be vegan cheese? Why would there be like, I mean, like, why would there be vegan eggs? Vegan eggs are, it's just insanity. Why would there be these things? It's because the, for it to be palatable for the, that life, for a vegan lifestyle to be palatable to most people, they must have what they inherently gravitate towards, you know? And I mean, it's just, it's not everybody. So we're not saying you, but I'm saying that if it's not a decent portion of vegans, that wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar industry. They're making it because people buy it. Yeah. You know, and there's, and all I'm saying is there's a reason why people buy it. Absolutely. When people have heart disease, they don't just have elevated cholesterol. In fact, they often don't have elevated cholesterol. They have a whole cluster of metabolic abnormalities, mm -hmm. 10, 15, 20 things you can measure. And Yudkin was saying, if I feed animals sugar or I feed college students that I'm using my experiment sugar, I could cause pretty much all of these things just by giving them a lot of sugar. See, up to say two or 300 years ago, the average consumption of sugar in this country was about four pounds a year. And that's splendid. I'd be very happy if everybody had four pounds of sugar a year. They eat a hundred pounds. Comparative studies of the diet of 41 nations have convinced Professor Yuck that there is an almost exact relationship between the consumption. Hang on. 
companies have to make money. Maybe they just do that so it appeals to meat eaters so they can uh, try to get some business from meat eaters. <laughs> nah, bro. Okay, then <laughs> explain to me all of the vegan people that buy, the, yeah. buy it. Because it's not just meat eaters that are buying these vegan foods that look like meat and taste like, are supposed to taste like meat and have the texture of meat. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> I get what you're trying to do, but that's, if, if there is, if that is their, their, their drive, it's minuscule. It's because there's a massive call uh, to do this. Please, please, uh, please consider that not all vegans give up animal product. Vegans get so fucking, you guys get so fucking triggered. It's amazing that not all vegans give up animal products for health reasons. Many do it for ethical uh, and compassionate reasons, myself included. So you're good with all the tiny little animals getting fucked up when they harvest, right? Like, I don't know why this turned into I, I don't even, I don't even, like, I mean, you guys get so upset. You're trying to place yourself in an ethical and moral standing over me. What if I consider rabbits cuter than I consider cows? Because do you know how many rabbits, squirrels, things like that get killed because of harvest season for vegan stuff? I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. The moral standpoint, like you care about cows more. So rabbits, fuck them. Squirrels, fuck them. You know, but the birds that get chewed up in the fucking, in the processing, fuck them too. All the animals that get displaced from the extra fucking, uh, from the extra, you know, planting we need to do, fuck them. Like, I hear what you're saying. And I, I'm not saying it's not because you feel it's for moral standing. The problem is you feel you have a greater moral standing than other people that eat meat because of it. And it's just not really true. I wasn't saying anything is bad about being vegan. I wasn't saying that, you know, there's a, I wasn't addressing the reasons before for being vegan or not being vegan. I was just saying there's a reason why a lot of the vegan food looks like meat, yeah. meat products. Yeah. And again, that's all I was saying. And again, I'm all for, you know, conversation and stuff like that, but you, you are not more moral because you're vegan. You may believe you are, but you are absolutely not. It is, it is not good for the environment, field mice, all sorts of rodents, squirrels, rabbits. It uh, takes deer, it uh, takes fucking deer out. Uh, uh, it takes their fucking population away. The massive amount of deer and wild boar and all sorts of stuff shot. So they do not, in fact, and shot, and then they don't use the meat. They just let them fucking rot. I mean, it's a massive, it's a huge thing. If you, if you, if you would look into it a little bit, you would realize that it's a massive, like a huge thing where it is not, it is not better for the environment and it's absolutely not better for animals too. I mean, it's absolutely not. Test, test. Crystal, you tea on the mic. Remember some parts of it. We'll just let them believe that. That's fine. Yeah. Chocolate ice cream. Also contain fat. You always eat some fat. So if you eat high carb foods, you you raise your blood glucose, you raise your blood, your fat storing hormone insulin, and you're gonna store the fat that you eat. It's all individual how much you can tolerate. But if you eat more than your body can tolerate, then you will most likely gain weight, gain fat. Drawing the analogy of the relationship yeah, between diet. Alan, please bring on vegan gains for discussion. That would be awesome. I would, why? why? <laughs> because here's the thing. He's going to think I'm immoral because I eat meat because I'm going to eat a steak right in front of his ass just to piss him off. And I'm not going to give a fuck. I, 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 that's no. I, that's some YouTube fitness bullshitty stuff. I don't do that shit no more. I, I, just to be real, like I have nothing. I think Richard's kind of funny. 
Okay. I mean, I, I really do. And I don't give a fuck if he likes me or not, but no, I'm not going to do that. I wouldn't even fucking think about doing that. He's a fucking, I think Richard is a funny, entertaining clown. Okay. And I mean, I, 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 I he's allowed to not like me. I'm not going to give a fuck because what people think of me about me might, is none of my business, but to have him on would just like, just so people can watch him try to be crazy and fucking, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to, I'm literally not going to give a fuck if he calls me immoral. Like, uh, because I, I don't. It, 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 a premise by a lot of vegans is so you don't give a fuck about animals. You care about yourself more than animals. You're, I care about me, Crystal, and our son in the other room and our, our close circle more than anybody. I'd fucking, if, it, if, if, it, if it required me wiping out everybody else on the planet besides my family, I love you guys, but fuck you. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm gonna, I am a very real human being. If it was a matter between us and you, it's going to be you. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, 100 out of 100. If it's a matter of me eating delicious meat because it makes me feel healthy and better and I can lead a longer, happier, healthier life with her, I'll fucking go out, go out into a fucking pasture, slit the fucking motherfucker's throat myself, drag it back in, butcher that shit, and cook it over a fucking open fire in front of every fucking vegan there is. I'm sorry that I, I feel that I, I feel that way, but I mean, I am going to put us over anybody else. It's like the whole premise of the fucking... Uh, of the whole pandemic thing. When people were like, oh my God, you don't care for people. Here's my thing. The pandemic could have been 10 times as deadly as they initially predicted, right? Well, you still shouldn't fucking, like at no point in time is my freedom worth your fear. A hundred percent, like a hundred percent. I, I, of course, and I will, I, at least I will admit it. I will put us over anybody, like over anybody. If it's a matter of survival, it, I, if it's a matter of survival and I can, and I can accomplish it, we'll just be sitting there with fucking empty ass world. It's just me and her. On a plane, they tell you to take care of yourself first. Yeah. On a plane, they tell you to take care of yourself first. That's absolutely it. <laughs> and you care about animals. I mean, we love animals. Yes, absolutely. We absolutely love animals. I mean, we absolutely love animals, but I'm telling you that on a moral basis, if it's between somebody and us, it's the somebody. <laughs> like, I mean, it just is. It's not us. Diabetes and natural sugar intakes that could statistically also be related to the fat intake. Professor Yadkin considers that heart disease may well be causally related to the consumption of sugar. Oh, and my God. Instead really? of looking at it, Ansel Keys just jumps right on top of it immediately and turns this guy into a nut job. Keys was really a bully. You care more about your taste buds than animals. Yep. When it came to trying to quash anybody who opposed him, Ansel Keys wasn't going to let anyone come in and rain on his parade. He published a nine-page <laughs> rebuttal. Now what? Sorry. It is clear that Yudkin has no theoretical basis or experimental evidence to support his claim for a major influence of dietary sucrose in the etiology of heart disease. Keys and his colleagues managed to paint Yudkin as a quack and to portray Yudkin and his sugar theory as quackery and to say there was absolutely no evidence to support it. No what does that sound like to you? That like when uh, somebody disagrees with them, a scientist disagrees with them and has actual statistical fact and data that they just kind of fucking paint the person as a crazy person so people don't listen to them. What does that sound like? Uh, it, goes, it goes beyond taste buds. This whole documentary makes the argument for nutrition of meat. There is, I mean, it does. But if the person wants to think that about me, okay. Like, cause for real, like, I mean, I'm able to understand the, like, like nature. I, I, I get like, I don't want people, uh, I don't want animals to starve to death either. There's a huge reason why there's hunting in Pennsylvania is because 
if not, the animal starved to death. You know, like, so I'll gladly, yes, absolutely. But if it just came down to a matter of taste, mm-hmm, yep, 100%. I, I do. I care, I care way more about me than I do a cow. I think they're cute. And, Christ, and we can't own one because Crystal will name it, and then we might have to keep it as a pet. But am I going to eat steak today? You fucking ain't right. I'm going to eat it. It's going to be delicious. And I'm going to fucking uh, – I, I will gladly, like, talk to you guys about how the, I, my teeth ripping through the fucking flesh was amazing and how it fucking – like, how chewy it felt and the, the, the satiation and the fucking fat going, you know, in, into me and stuff like that, how awesome that was. I will gladly do that. Most, most of the time, because I realize it's upsetting you, and that means you're fucking weak. Because you tried to shame me by saying, I cared more about myself and my taste buds and animals. And guess what? Cool. Now what? Now what, ho? I mean, like, what, what the fuck you got to say about that? Have you ever tried being a vegan? I eat vegan fairly often. But no, because animal is good for you. For real. We, we've eaten vegetarian for, for a month at a time. You know what I felt like? Sick as fuck. It was horrible for me. Horrible, horrible. It's horrible for you, too. Look how crazy you seem. You know? Uh, but even if it wasn't, even if, even if not, I like the taste of steak. I like the taste of fish. I like the taste of pork. I like the taste of turkey. I, I even like the taste of chicken, but I can't eat anymore because the way they process it is kind of disgusting to me. Uh, if, they, if we raised our own chickens, I'd be snapping their fucking heads right off and cooking them up for fucking dinner. Like, I mean, you, you, the funny thing is, is you are trying to fucking pretend as if I'm immoral because I follow my natural instincts. That's that's the fucked up thing. Someone's asking about us being pescatarian. Where is that? Right here? You were pescatarian, weren't you? Yeah, for a while we were. And then, for years. Yeah, for years. For years we were. Um, but it got to the point where I just did not feel well. Yeah. And the very second I added red meat back in, fucking immediately felt better. My energy levels just plummeted. I felt so like just deeply exhausted. I had no energy and I introduced red meat back in and I immediately felt better. Mm -hmm. So for I don't eat beef just because of the flavor, because of the taste, because of my taste buds. It's because I feel so much healthier, mm -hmm. stronger when I eat it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I do it. It's for my health. This is also a good one. There's people who who like who are like killing others, but we don't let them. Um, so you're equating animals to people. One, you fucking sound weird. And two, um, I'm actually for killing some people. If it's a pedophile, fucking wood chipper that motherfucker. The, the problem with the death penalty is we don't use it enough, motherfuckers. A lot of people would control their urges and sick shit. And if like we, we applied that to uh, pedophiles, rapists, a bunch of other people. A lot of people would be much more fucking behaved in society right now. But if you want to fuck it, I mean, the difference is it's people and our food because animals are our food. And because if you don't think that we'd be their food, uh, I invite you to go swimming in the swamp because everything's going to try to fucking eat you, motherfucker. So everything. And do you know what will nibble on your fucking carcass? When, when they're fucking done, besides insects and rodents and everything like that, all the animals you think of protecting would fucking eat you. You know, if I dumped your fucking stupid ass into a pig pen, you know what would happen to you? They'd eat you. They'd eat the fuck out of you while you're still alive sometimes. So if, you, if you're out hunting and all of a sudden you fucking fall the fuck down and wild boar come at you, 
you're fucking going to be fucked up. They're going to get you. They're going to eat every fucking inch of you, bones and all. It's nature. You're trying, I mean, I, I understand that like, you know, you might have a fucking protein deficiency and maybe some saturated fat deficiency because of your diet. But if you want to enter the, the world of logic, nature is nature. Like for somebody like vegans, like I love nature so much, but yet you fucking try to deny your nature. It's fucking kind of pathetic to me. And you can disagree with me. I just won't care. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, I like the fucking biggest part about it. So, uh, let's see here. Here we go. None of what is said here should be taken. Sorry, I was having a fun conversation. I love when that shit happens. The mean approval of the common level of sucrose in many diets. Keys was more and more political. Franklin University. Uh, let's see. Florida sounds dangerous. Florida's amazing. I love it. <laughs> I love Florida. Absolutely. It's my love happy it. place. Happy place. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Influence and more savvy maybe than Yudkin and somehow this dietary and we were spending money testing the dietary fat hypothesis so even though the tests weren't confirming it the more money they spent the more people were wedded to the hypothesis having to be right these studies are extremely expensive and there have been enough good studies done to support our moderate approach which is looking at balanced foods vegetables fruits grains and lean meat and dairy products the art notice how the people that make the money from most of this are the ones that decide how many studies should be done? We've had mm -hmm. enough good studies. Mm -hmm. the, the studies they like. The studies they like. <laughs> Once again, is it has to be tested. When you believe it's wrong, prima facie, you're not going to spend the money to test it. Why are these nutrition scientists just not more curious about other ideas? Mm -hmm. you know, I was at a conference recently where we talked about a low-carb study where they reversed the diagnosis of diabetes for, it was a large university-based study, in just one year on a very low-carb diet. And not one of them said, wait, what? Diabetes reversal. Wow, how'd you do that? Can you just explain your study a little bit to us? Because that's what we, as nutrition experts, we really need to do in America. But there's some people that like to eat other people. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> like Joel. And they go insane. And they go insane. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I actually got up to ask a question from the audience. I said, I, I said, you know, did you hear that? That was 60% reversal of diabetes. Should that not be headline news? And should you not be curious? Why are you not even curious about these ideas? Yes. You know, it makes yep. you think of That's, stories I like, like the Kenzie family. Part. Parents in you know, South why, Dakota who why realize don't you they want have to, to know? Better. Why don't you want more research? You know, like if it's possible, shouldn't we look into it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, I mean, we should be exploring all options. The last thing that should be is pharmaceutical and surgical. That should be the last intervention we do is yeah. pharmaceutical and surgical into their own hands when their son lost five pounds in five days. I called the doctor that morning and I explained that I thought my son had rapidly lost weight and something was wrong. And we knew within five minutes of him doing a urinalysis test that there was sugar in his urine. And we were escorted to the hospital to learn how to manage our new life. So this whole thing is kind of amazing to me. Uh, and we're, I'm going to let this play through. This is a decent segment. I'm going to let this play through, and that's honestly probably where we're going to get to for the rest of the day. And we might come back and do more of this. We're about halfway through, but I really do suggest that you go watch these two videos. And I'm going to be talking to the, the creator of this documentary, uh, Vince Tutorich. Vince Tutorich, you got to help me practice. It's like my ADHD will not let me fucking say the fucking name. Um, but uh, we're going to listen to this segment because it's super, super, super important. Uh, and then... Uh, we're going to go uh, to, to we're going to go to questions and shit like that. We both concluded that we were going to make drastic changes in our diet, reducing carbohydrate intake, 
Shortly thereafter, we were told that we didn't need to do that, that we could feed our son, recently diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, whatever he wanted to eat. Take a look. Oh, I'm trusting these people who are now in charge of caring for my son, and they're telling me, give him pancakes and give him french fries and cupcakes and pizza, because now that your kid has this disease, his life is pretty crummy already. And the worst thing you could do as a parent is to try and change his food. I fed my kid the exact prescribed amount of carbohydrates. I pre-bolused his insulin. I put a continuous glucose monitor on him. I bought him a diabetes alert dog. I literally did everything in my own capacity to follow the guidelines and manage his disease, and I failed miserably. Riv. Do you want the yogurt, the tablets, or the drink? Somebody's getting a, you're getting a 404 uh, not found when it goes to take you to my channel. Wow. Hmm. I don't know. I put a big message out in the social media groups that I'm connected to in the diabetes community. And I asked, how are you people achieving normal blood sugars? What are you doing? And about every fifth answer I got was that these people were changing their children's diets and, and implementing a very, very low carb diet. Highlighting over it shows at the MFing COO. Yeah, they, they allowed me, uh, it takes you to the, the, that MF or I, I'll make sure, I'll try to fix that shit. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I really gotta be honest. I did wanna talk about this real quick though. I'm just saying that some people eat other people as food because you say that people eat animals just because of the food. What's the difference? The difference is that I personally view people on a different aspect of animals. Um, if you don't, I'm super sorry for how fucking weird and crazy you are. Um, and if you don't agree with me, I'm super sorry that I don't give a fuck. Uh, I really don't because you sound like you sound like you need to fucking have a nice cheeseburger. A nice fat ass cheeseburger with the fucking juices from the meat rolling down your fucking face. Like, that, I think that's what you need because otherwise, uh, otherwise I, I worry for you because you actually think you're going to fucking shame me. I'm literally going to go eat steak right after this. You fucking sad ass motherfucker. Anyway. We removed all the processed carbs, the flour, the sugar, the grains, the fruit, anything that would spike his blood yeah. sugar. And so the next appointment we had with our endocrinologist, I skipped in there like I had won the lottery. Oh my goodness, I stumbled upon a low carb diet and look at my son's blood sugars. And during that appointment, our, our very kind hearted doctor looked at me and told me my son was going to resent me for the rest of his life, that this way of eating is not sustainable, that I'm subjecting my son to an eating disorder. And he also handed me a business card to go see a therapist um, because he thought maybe I was struggling with some things and had some issues for wanting to do this for my son and to change his diet. And I Think about how fucked up that is. Told to follow these guidelines because without those carbohydrates, mm -hmm. my child won't grow properly and his brain function will be compromised. So when you're a parent of a type one and you're told the American Diabetes Association, this large governing body that must know exactly what we're up against, <laughs> that's intimidating. We either had to either make a change or accept mediocre care. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. It seems now as if- The fucked up thing is he's an orthopedic surgeon. Mm -hmm. This is how little they actually fucking show these people. Well, I mean, your doc and they—they're in a whole other segment in this video. They talk about how doctors don't know shit. They—they're not given any fucking training when it comes to nutrition. It's fucking crazy. It's the patients that are trying to make the medical community aware of what they already know, of what the patients know, because they have tried to follow the rules as given to them and they failed. When somebody comes to me with a belief that they, and they tell me, I believe your son is gonna do better if you feed them more carbohydrates. 
I know they're wrong. And when it comes to my son, I'm going to do what I know as opposed to what they believe. Mm -hmm. Our son went from taking 45 to 50 units of insulin every day to maybe 15 units of insulin. If you extrapolate that. That's serious results. Serious, serious results. That over every child with this disease, you can understand that that's going to have a market effect on the profitability of the disease. I think we underestimate people's ability to make a change. And I think if there were doctors and nurses and dietitians who were willing to give patients that option, I think the face of diabetes would be different. We're a very weird culture. Hang on a second. I don't get why they tell diet. You know what? We'll get to that in a second because we're almost done with this segment. And then, then we'll get to that one. Because we have an endless amount of energy to talk about almost everything. But when it comes to the core issues and the ones that just affect yeah, like everything, such as family or such as diet, we have, you know, we just went through an election. We talked about everything, but no one ever talked about diet or family or any of this Wait stuff. Now you have kids with type 2 diabetes, you have fatty liver disease, you have sleep apnea. None of this stuff existed before. And if, it, if you think it's just old people using this, it's getting younger and younger and Look, younger. It's, it's an epidemic. And it's one of those things like, hey, powers that be, hey, folks in charge, let's, this is going to break the bank. How do people scream all day about Medicare and this doesn't come up? Never comes up. <laughs> because oh, it's not exactly it doesn't work. No, you want votes? You Telling people like hard news, like, hey, mom, you're poisoning your kid. Get your shit together. No votes for you. <laughs> Um, so let's see, we got this one. Oh, wait, no, hang on. In the late 60s, I just want to get through this. To a documentary that aired on CBS News called Hunger in America. This spring, a private agency, the Citizens Board of Inquiry, released an exhaustive report claiming that serious hunger exists many places in the United States. Out of a total population of 200 million, the report states, 30 million Americans are impoverished with family income below $3,000 a year. Five million of these people are helped by two existing federal food programs. Now, a new figure must be added. Of the 30 million who are impoverished, 10 million Americans, whether or not they are reached by federal aid, are hungry. The federal food program might be better administered by the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare, or by a special commission whose only concern would be to see that hungry Americans are fed. This leads right to 1968 in the McGovern Committee. Public calls to address the issue of hunger had been building ever since Robert F. Kennedy had toured the devastated slums of Mississippi. It's obviously uh, as great a poverty as we've had, and they're going to lead a very difficult, unhappy life uh, through the rest of their existence. But it was George McGovern, the senator from South Dakota, who would head a committee that started in 1968, privy to the poverty that the nation was now aware of. The former director of Food for Peace in JFK's administration was intent on bringing change that would eventually affect all of us. It's always bothered me to see hungry people in the world. I like to eat. If we are to save ourselves in this country, it seems to me that a radical restructuring of our policies and priorities is absolutely necessary. There is nothing more to say, really. Senator Kennedy died at 1.44 this evening. Mm -hmm. We've got to draw the line of battle, so I have mixed emotions because I'm supporting the president as he tries to bring this war to a close. It was quite sad, really, to break up with the bills, because to see it just fall apart was, was sad. We have a mystery story out of Washington. Okay, so I think, I think that, that we, can, we can pull up yeah. about there. That's good. Uh, I do, again, go watch the, the entirety of these videos. Um, we're going to get to the starred comments I have. Um, I don't get why they tell diabetics they can eat this junk with high sugar but can't eat fruit because of high sugar money. Um, they don't want you healthy. I say it all the time. The, 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 the goal is not your health. The goal is for you to consume. 
they, they, there's no, they would just want you healthy, but that's why. Um, they would like, if it wasn't them trying to sell metformin and uh, insulin and other and Ozempic and Wegovy, all these things, um, like type two diabetes is 90% avoidable. It's statistically seen that it's 90% avoidable. Um, if you eliminate, you know, processed carbohydrates, especially from your nutrition, a huge drop in, in type two diabetes would happen. Uh, my husband went from 100 units a day to less than 10 with low carb and real foods. And the the concept of like them saying like, well, you know, it's unsustainable. If your life depends upon it, like 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 even like if you're a vegan and your life depended upon eating meat, would you die? I don't think you would. I don't think you could get yourself to starve to death. But the problem is you could get yourself to eat yourself to death via the reaction of food with your body and how fat you get. Right. Kaka is your typical unreasonable vegan that comes from another vegan. Probably. Probably. <laughs> um, let's see. So any questions you have for the lovely wife based on anything, please ask because you guys ask me questions all the time. Uh, and I'll be back uh, probably later on and stuff like that. But if you have any questions for Crystal specifically, um, please do ask. Um, she will answer. Be prepared. She's fucking savage. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's really concerning how much politics dictate how the health guidelines work. Truly horrific to think uh, what is funded and what isn't just in the name of profit. They talk about that in the, in this video. Too. Like, you really should watch this whole video. Because they and do the talk. And the second one. Absolutely. Because they do talk about that. If he makes a third one, I'd love to be a fucking part of it. That's for sure. Um, the, uh, um, but the... Crystal needs a dwarf cow. Yeah, those little mini cows. Yes, that I she's she's you. she's pointed them out multiple times. <laughs> they're so cute. <laughs> um, but uh, they're so cute. They are so. They're cute. yeah, they're cute. Um, <laughs> but uh, they talk about this a lot, where it's like they you know it's just money and they, it's not about health at all. Um, would you be fine with me eating you? No, then don't eat animals. I'd, I'd be fine with you trying, motherfucker. Come strapped, bitch. <laughs> because uh, that, that's, that's, I live in Florida. It's a stand-your-ground state, and that's a one-way ticket to your parents saying goodbye to you in a church. Uh, so, fucking weirdo. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, the fuck. I, yeah, you're, do, you're doing really good, by the way, making vegans look sane, buddy. Um too funny. Um, my husband and I have been low carb for the past two to three months, uh, and I have never enjoyed my food more. I look forward to eating. I lost 13 pounds. My husband lost 20. That's awesome. Maddie, That's great goddamn job. Uh, great job. Crystal, how do you build exercise habits? What I like to do is I schedule it out. I make appointments for myself to do workouts. I have a specific plan on what type of workout I'm going to do at what time on what days. And I treat it like it's any other appointment that I view as important that I cannot cancel unless there's a really good reason, yeah. you know, like if, you know, something important comes up with, with family or you're truly sick or something like that, then of course, you know, then there's exceptions. But if it's not something very important, then I do not cancel. I consider it like any other important appointment. That's outstanding. She does the same thing for me. She makes me. So. <laughs> uh, the government of Big Pharma buries, buries research showing how disease can be reversed through proper diet because a healthier population means lost profits. I mean, look at what they're doing now. 
like with the, I mean, we've gone over it multiple times with the children thing, like how they're, they're literally uh, suggesting weight loss surgery to kids and stuff like that, like aggressively, like that's where they should start is the drugs and weight loss surgery for fat kids instead of it being exercise nutrition. It's profit. I've been telling, we've been telling people forever. I remember coming home to you the one time and being like, I, I got to leave this industry. It's just, it's, they don't care about people. It's all money. It's yeah. just all money. It's all money. And the other thing I want to say about the exercise habits is choose activity that you enjoy. If you don't enjoy the workouts, then you're not going to want to do them. Such you can point. set the appointments and the reminders and all of that. But if you're dreading it, you're less likely to do it. The workouts I do, I love them. Yeah. I think they're fun, you know, so you have to find the activity that you enjoy. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Uh, did you review the new food pyramid that was put out? We've looked at it. It's the one that like has like, uh, and I talked about it like last year, I believe, like when they first proposed it, because it just got finalized now, but they were proposed it last year. And it puts like cornflakes ab above eggs and shit like that. It's clearly to sell products. I mean, it, I, the government does not want you healthy. Get there. They just don't. They just don't. Uh, let's see. I'm going to eat a juicy steak in a couple hours. Good for you. <laughs> Dwarf cows are cute, but not much meat. I don't think that that's No, I don't want to eat yeah, one. <laughs> so. uh, what does your 30-minute consul uh, consultation include? <laughs> Alan and Crystal. Mine, I just scream. <laughs> 30 minutes. I'm yeah, just, the whole time. The whole time. Uh, no, I mean. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> uh, do you want to take that one? Or they, I, I normally like it, whatever you want, really what, what it's based around. I normally ask you what you came for, what I can help you with. Mm -hmm. uh, I, if you buy a consultation, we normally try to get ahead of it and say like, hey, um, you know, give me a heads up on, on what you're looking for, everything like that. Um, we talk about the possibility of if you'd want coaching, if you needed it. And then if you do get a consultation, we take the price of the consultation off your first uh, package of coaching uh, normally, um, unless it's already on a very seriously discounted price and then you just pay for it. Uh, because it's already a discounted price. But, uh, and then if it's just that you want the consultation, we give you guided advice on uh, possible things to try and do and uh, ways, to, different approaches and ways to look at things. Um, that's, I mean, we, we try to make it pretty much to the person. I've yeah. had people buy consultations literally just to ask me stuff about YouTube. I've had people, uh, multiple people ask me uh, for uh, consultations to talk about like how I viewed stuff about the pandemic, all sorts of stuff. So it's your 30 minutes. Yeah, it I depends mean, on what you want to talk about, really. Yeah. Now I will say this. If it gets to if it's like, you know, you ask me something that I don't know like a lot about, I will say, well, I don't fucking know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's you know, I if I'm because I'm not gonna be like, oh yeah, astrophysics. because uh, <laughs> I'm not an astrophysics guy. You know, so um, let's see here. Uh, uh, uh. How's the cat diet going? It, we're working on it. We were away. Yeah, that's the true issue is that we were gone for a week and now we're trying to get her back on track and they're eating and we're trying to make sure she doesn't sneak any food. Because the pet sitter would come by once a day to feed the cats mm -hmm. and they would leave extra food for both their meals mm -hmm. and she just fucking cleans it all up. Mm -hmm. I mean... It's fucking crazy. Biologically and evolutionarily speaking, we need meat. It's where we came from. It's, I mean, people don't seem to understand like the, the biological link behind why, why our brains grew more is because we started consuming animal meat. I mean, more protein in your diet. So, 
her it from someone from the community that change was possible. I don't know. I think we might have missed the first half of that thing. So, Crystal, what's the difference between re, uh, refined process and ultra processed carbohydrates? And do you eat all whole grain regularly? So, I mean, the difference is on how much it's processed and I avoid processed carbs. Yeah, so like of all kind, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So uh, I avoid processed food in general. Uh, I try to stick to whole foods. Now I do on occasion have things like that as a treat. So like I make keto cake for Alan's birthday, you mm -hmm. know, and that's processed, but it's oh, a couple of times a year, his birthday, mm -hmm. Christmas, you know, something like that. But the rest of the time, I don't really eat stuff like that. Every once in a while, I will have, you know, maybe a roll or something if we're out to eat for a special occasion. It's an exception, but mm -hmm. I don't eat those things day to day, you know. And, I don't even and, really eat them once a week. Right. You know, if I'm going to have carbs, it's usually potatoes, mm -hmm. rice, you know. And I hardly ever eat rice anymore. Yeah. I used to eat rice all the time, but I've gotten away from it. I mm -hmm. try to stick to, you know, meat and veggies, you know. And like technically the definition like refined is where they've stripped, you know, they've stripped some nutrients out of it. Processed is that they've changed either the shape and or processing of it. Um, and ultra processed is where they do both, um, where they strip nutrients away and then they change the color, shape and or uh, consistency of it. So like think about like rice, rice is processed for the most part, especially if it's wild rice. So it's processed into smaller granules, right? Refined is when... Uh, it is like it's stripped away from the hull because wild rice looks very different than regular rice. And it has a very great degree more fiber. And then ultra processed carbohydrates are literally like anything that's made with flour, processed sugar, those sorts of things. Um, um, and so like things like oatmeal, I have those on occasion, too. I view something like that as a treat. I would I would have like once a month. But that's for me personally. Mm -hmm. You know, I just I try to avoid stuff like that. Absolutely. Crystal, is your TRX program different from the standard TRX program? I love using the thing, and there are so many variations. I have to attach it to a tree, though. No room in the cabin. Okay. Um, well, I'm certified in, you know, TRX's program. Um, but for my program, like, I, I built the workouts with, you know, I didn't follow like their template or anything like that. The timing and all of that is I made myself, yeah. you know, it, it's my program that I wrote. Yeah. Um, but I am certified in TRX's. Yeah. Uh, I have two of their certifications. Yeah. Like for the movements and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But like when it comes to her actual program, the timing, uh, the muscle groups hit and mm -hmm. different things, it's all her. She, I mean, there's, it's like there, the advanced levels have TRX and some dumbbell work in mm -hmm. it too, which are the, those are the ones I do. I love them. So yeah. um, let's see here. My money is on Alan. Thank you. <laughs> um, let's see. Workout first thing. Tried a different browser for the 404. Not uh, not found issue. I, I will, I'll, I'll check that out. Thank you guys very much. And the other thing I want to say about the TRX program, my program that I built is meant for, you know, you can start if you're a complete beginner and you've never used the TRX or, you know, any kind of suspension training like that. Um, and then it progresses to be much more ad advanced towards the end, incorporating dumbbells, like mm -hmm. Alan said. I promise not all vegans are unhinged. You know, I mean, there's there's, <laughs> un there's unhinged people <laughs> with everything. Like, here's my thing, because like 
everybody needs to understand, I was actually making a video about this earlier, and I'm going to start making some videos about non-fitness content too. Crystal and I are both atheists, right? So there's unhinged atheists. There's unhinged religious people. There's just people that are just like, I mean, it's the same thing with nutrition because nutrition stuff like that is a cult. Like veganism gets a little culty. Uh, some people just eat vegan because they prefer it and they like it and they're not all culty about it and they come on things and accuse people of cannibalism. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> fucking, what the fuck, weirdo? Um, it's such poor logic too. It's just sad. Sad, sad, sad. I'll think about it while I'm eating my steak here in a minute. Uh, but uh, it's the same thing like carnivore. Like some people from the carnivore cult, like I literally call them the carnivore cult. They get fucking cray cray. You know, mm -hmm. like if you like eating all meat, great. If you start feeling bad from it, I suggest you add some veggies in there. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw somebody earlier say, well, what about fiber? Like I don't necessarily agree with all carnivore either. Mm -hmm. um, I do believe that those people probably had, uh, they probably had other things for, like, I've even heard of like, you know, Eskimos and stuff like that, ingesting some fur and stuff like that occasionally to get like fiber, fibers through, you know, through it and stuff like that. But along those lines, like they have access to some, like the caribou are eating something, you know, so they have access to vegetation. But also uh, I eat very, like I have, I eat vegetables almost every day, green beans yesterday, a few other things, you know. So I believe you need to get fiber and fiber also. I even have a fiber supplement. If I, if I'm going to eat just meat for the day, I get a fiber supplement. Uh, but the thing is, like, we understand it's not all vegans. I will say this. the There seems to be more, much more vocal, wacko vegans that feel that you, like, they should tell other people how to live their lives. Mm -hmm. Carnivore people have this, like, almost, like, air of superiority. Like, the carnivore cult people have, like, an air of superiority. Whereas the vegans very much want to tell you that they're morally superior and that you are, and that you are wrong. And they want to change how you eat. Um, and that's where it's going to come down to, like, I mean, you come try to come to my house and tell me what I can and can't eat or force me to do anything. You try to come to, come to our house and try to force us to do anything. Um, I hope you notified your next to Ken. So, uh, let's see here. Hey, Crystal, do you do anything different in your workout uh, as a shorter lady? I'm five foot and want to maximize my workout. What are you trying to say? Uh, I, I'm... Apparently not very tall. <laughs> so I've been told. <laughs> um, and no, I, I never adjusted my workouts or any of my exercises due to my height that Ooh. I can think of. What? Hey, Crystal, you're glowing and beautiful. I completely agree. Um, per usual, what's your stance on Tess Holiday? I'd love to hear it and know how Alan, uh, we know how Alan feels. <laughs> Get it! <laughs> Thank you for the compliment. I appreciate it. Honestly, I part of me feels bad for her because like she is she's obviously very sad. I mean, how often do we see her talking about her mental health and that she, you know she's been crying and that she's struggling? So like I feel for her in that sense. But then the flip side of it of I've seen it her interact with people and been very cruel and she lashes out and says really terrible things. And I get the impression that she wants other people to, to do the same, you know, and she, you know, kind of getting the people that follow her to like gang up on people and insult them and insult them based on their looks. And I think that's really hypocritical because she doesn't want people to do that to her. So I'm not a fan of hers, you know, and, by any means. 
And I do feel sorry for her that she's not in a good place, you know, with her mental health. And I do think that some of that could be helped if she ate healthier food and lost weight and just lived a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. I think she's a fucking crazy evil person, but <laughs> so I want everyone to eat healthier and try to live a healthier lifestyle. I want that for everyone. Yeah. So I, I want, I, I would, and somebody asked yesterday, like we would help anybody. Like if Tess Holiday reached out to us and, and wanted our coaching, we could like, if you're out there and you just think I'm not your cup of tea, she can be your coach. We've had many people do that before. We've had people sign up for us and be like, I only want to talk to Kristen. <laughs> uh, multiple people. Um, so, I mean, but we, we'll do anything. I mean, we just want to help people get healthy. It's nothing, it's nothing personal. Like I said, I don't, what people think of me is none of my business. I just don't understand why they worry about like, I'm, if it's just facts that, that we present, you know? And the thing is we usually agree, like yeah. our advice is, the same just yeah. about, you know, our approach is yeah, just our different. Is very different. The delivery is so, different. Yeah. <laughs> What's your view on strongman training from a longevity standpoint? It's not really a longevity thing. Like, don't get me wrong, to a certain degree, up to a certain level, any type of movement is healthier than not moving, right? But if you're talking about strongman where you're just overloading your frame consistently on a daily basis with as much, uh, if the goal is to be as absolutely strong as you can, uh, as a man or a woman, um, that is not a longevity goal. That is a strength goal. Uh, like I, like I give, I gave up a lot of strength. I gave up a lot of size and I'm going to give up more size, uh, to make sure that I'm healthy for the for longevity. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, having, a, uh, having solid musculature to you is shown to, ha to have longevity. Like people should want to have, get up to their natural maximum of musculature. I think that that's a very healthy goal, but, Strongman training is about only focusing on just as strong as you can be. And I just don't think it's like the most, it, it's better than sedentary, but I still wouldn't th say it's a healthy type style training, you know? So there was this question up here about Oop. bar workouts. Crystal, do you have bar workouts? So I don't currently. Um, it's something that I've thought about before. So if there's interest in that, that's something that I could, you know, do in the future. And then give me, give me, let the animals be free. Just just to state this real real quickly, free range is amazing. The taste it, it tastes much better. Like when you bite into it, you can almost taste the difference between grass fed free range uh, steak. Um, you know, the free range chickens I, I think taste a lot better too. Uh, so we should let them be free. Free range is much 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 better. Like um, like wild boar, outstanding flavor, much better than regular pork. So I prefer, I agree with you. I'm, I'm happy that you agree with me that uh, the, the more free range the animal is, the better it is to eat. So yeah, that's good. Uh, question for Crystal. My 54 year old, uh, Crystal, this is for my 50 year old mom. She is still kind of fat, uh, but working to lose it. She can't lift much and her bones seem fragile too. Any advice for strengthening her body bones? Okay, so I would suggest her seeing uh, a trainer in person. Mm -hmm. um, when I had clients like that, that I trained in person, I would have them use a TRX because of the stability of being able to hold the handles and using their body weight. And also like really light dumbbells, ones that she feels comfortable 
uh, using, even if it's just a pound or two pounds, five pounds, whatever she feels comfortable with. But I definitely recommend her working with a trainer in person. Absolutely. Fucking genius. Genius. Uh, let's see here. How to have beautiful skin like you, Crystal. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I eat healthy and I drink lots of water. <laughs> and apple cider vinegar. Yeah. And I, I use like very natural skincare products. I, mm. I don't use uh, a lot of, you know, the harsher things that have all the chemicals in them. And I mean, we, I, and I, I try to limit, you know, like makeup and stuff like that as much yeah. as I can. This is cool. I had hypoglycemia my whole life due to a genetic pancreas issue. They wanted meds but uh, to treat, but uh, diet has been insanely effective. Great. Great for you. Great for you. Uh, seriously, this is where body positivity, now fat acceptance, lost me a while ago. They complain about uh, the dirty industry being about profit. The dirty, the dirt industry being about profit, but leave out everything about the fast food and meds. I thought probably the, the health or fitness industry. I don't know. I don't know why it says dirt. Um, so awesome ordered DoorDash. No, awesome just ate everybody else's food. Uh, ate everybody else's food. Uh, let's see here. And like, we have to watch our food too. Like mm -hmm. if we have a bowl of popcorn, she'll sit next to us and like try to sneak some out of the bowl without us noticing. Like things like that. Like she tries to steal food all the time, <laughs> and she's sneaky about it. <laughs> I don't even. I, I got to be real. This is more. I just so you know, I didn't want to skip over this. This is way more of a of a question for a physical therapist mm -hmm. for, than either of us. Yeah. So just just to just to put it out there, I didn't want to think we just skipped over you. Uh, but so. what's up, crazy? Um, how you doing? Let's see. Wow, lots of questions. Holy shit! <laughs> I don't, we're not going to get to all these. We got consultations coming up. Um, so let me see. Alan should uh, make a steak eating AS ASMR for the milk. You know, I, but I don't give a fuck about upsetting them. Um, I really don't. So I mean, I, I really, really don't. I just, you know, uh, why do you avoid whole grains? They're healthy, right? Not really. They're still carbohydrates. And they're not essential. I don't need them. Yeah. So I I try to focus on the foods that my body needs. Yeah. yeah. And they're not necessarily healthy. They're just healthier than other grains. And yeah. I don't miss them. I don't feel restricted. And, you know, like, even when I have it, I'm like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. But I, I don't need it. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, for me, I prefer potatoes. I like them. I enjoy yeah. eating them. I like regular potatoes. I like sweet potatoes. So that's what I gravitate towards, whole food, and I like it. Alan, how do you like your steak? Because I'm a beef allergy. Mine has to be well done. Um, I'd eat it raw if, if I could, uh, but I like mine very rare. I like mine uh, – it depends on the steak, too. Like a ribeye, I like medium rare because it melts the fat into it a little bit and, like, juices and everything like that, just delicious. But if it's like a uh, like sirloin steak – 30 seconds on each side just to give it a little fucking brown color. If it's hot and you can get that little like char taste to it. Yeah. Very, very, I, I like it almost raw. Um, oh, AW, sorry. Um, what are your strategies for self-sabotage during weight loss? Uh, honestly, uh, she holds me accountable, but one, uh, that's one and two. 
Uh, I just try to take a visualization of every single day. Like, uh, and for me, it's, it's got to be quite easy. I'm not hungry. It's a, I, I try to plan ahead. Uh, and if I catch myself not planning ahead, I know I'm sabotaging myself and I take steps to go back. And we're a team with, with mm -hmm. my health. Uh, and she does a good job of not sabotaging at all. Taking it one day at a time, really. Yeah. You know? uh, let me see here. I'm sorry. I could have sworn you were 5'3". I mean, she may say she is. <laughs> but she is not. I can guarantee that. Um, it's debatable. <laughs> causing animals pain while raising them for food when there are, when there are readily available alternatives is wrong. I'm not going to I'm not going to disagree. It's just not going to stop me from eating them. I'm sorry. I mean, I I get you that you think you're morally superior because of that, but like, you know, chopping up fucking little bunnies uh, is not necessarily you know pain free to them either. Um, uh, when you're trying to get your fucking vegan steak, you know, when you're fine, you know, so. And we try to get the most humanely raised, mm -hmm. you know, sources of meat yep. that we can. All you can do is your best. Thanks to you. I'm downsizing. <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll feel so much better. You really will. You'll just feel so much better. Um, let's see. I think we're about at the end. Of, oh. I want to answer that question. Where, this one? Yes. So the group walks that we do live, they're 30 minutes. Yep. Because uh, Carl asked uh, how long the walking routines are, the, the lives that we do. We're, it's a group of us. We walk together. And we just chat you know, for 30 minutes while we walk. If you don't have a treadmill, you can walk outside, you can walk around your house, you can do a stationary bike, elliptical. Everyone does something different and you can have your camera on or off. You can have your mic on or off, whatever you're comfortable with. And we have fun. Had B12 and you're fine eating greens because the vegan diet, by the way, you do need to supplement B12. So that's super good advice. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're uh, struggling to get enough protein, you could add some protein powder, or if you just wanted to get B12 and protein, you could just eat a steak. So just steak it. So, um, and when we uh, were pescatarian, we did take B12, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not the same not. as eating meat. No. And eventually, for me personally, I felt like I hit a wall and I just couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't good for me anymore. Uh, hey, on me again on the way to the gym to see my two-year-old's kids graduate college. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Smart-ass kid. God damn. <laughs> so, guys, I hate to cut it short. Uh, uh, I can run for hours. You guys can't. Bro, I can almost I, – I can almost – you could not keep up with me, dude. I mean, like, like one of one of her workouts would destroy you. We literally used to, used to do uh, – uh, a, a, a charity event called Sit Foo for Six, meaning six hours of straight working out, bro. Like, you sound fucking insane. It's funny that you think that. It's very funny <laughs> that you think that. Like, it, like, super funny. Anyway, I got to go. I've got consultations. Thank you very much. I will be live at five. She's teaching a uh, restorative yoga class at five. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be live on YouTube at five with Vinny Tortorci, Tortorich, Tortorich. Tor, tor, itch. I I'm swear I'm not trying to be. I, my, I'm going to practice. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry. But I hope all of you have a great goddamn day. Thank you so much. You all are awesome. Thank have a great you. day. Bye. Bye.